you are not stagnant and that growth is always possible just because you see yourself as one way doesn't mean it's true. The insecurities or negative thoughts or sometimes even the lies that we tell ourselves about ourselves don't have to be true and most likely they're not. And we can beat those. And I think we discredit a lot of what we're capable of. And I'm here to say that even if you're not where you want to be, you can totally get there. You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back to the show, everyone. What's the lesson? It is the dynamic duo, Jill and Mary. We are very dynamic. (laughs) I'm not going to lie about that. (laughs) At your, I was going to say fingertips, but really you're listening to us. So at your ears, (laughs) at your eardrums, right at your eardrums. Jill, how are you today? Oh, I'm feeling so good today. We are writing high from camp. So not only do I feel this sense of accomplishment, I also feel this wave of exhaustion. And not only that, I feel like it's good to take a deep breath after a six-week summer camp for us to recalibrate, but my mom brain is equally going a thousand miles a minute because school starts in five days for us. Five days. You've got a seven and a nine-year-old on your hands. Yeah. And um, bless their hearts. I said, this week is the one week where I'm not going to put him in a summer camp and I'm going to spend time with him. And it is really hard to have them. <laughs> it is really hard. I love my little pumpkins, but man, it's hard to get work done and have yeah. them constant. Mom, 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 mommy, mommy. It is. It's Stewie from <laughs> Family Guy. From family guy. Um, well, speaking of going back to school, our guest, our lovely guest who's listening to us talk back and forth oh about going gosh. back to school is also headed back to school, but not in the same way that your boys are going back to school because she is a professor at ASU. So Abby Zufelt, welcome to the show. We're so freaking excited to have Hello, you. Hello, Miss Abby. How are you today? I am so good and I am so excited. I, I just can't wait. This is so fun to be here. I love you guys. Before we get into our questions, do you teach summer sessions as well as fall sessions? So you are kind of, what does your summer look like then? Um, Just a normal summer semester, like what you think of as like fall and spring. College is the same way. So a full summer semester. I'm between semesters right now, so I have a little bit of time off, which is fun. That is so exciting. Before we pressed record you were telling us a vacation that you just got back from where did you go and how was it yes oh my goodness yes i went to yellowstone 
amazing. I was telling Jill and Mary that I'm not a nature girly. Like I like to be inside at all times. So (laughs) me doing a Yellowstone trip is kind of like what, but it was so beautiful. So cool. I'm like, I was posting all these like nature pictures and I was like, am I like a nature? (laughs) Am I now (laughs) an influence transform? What's happening to me? What does my audience think about this? I know. Totally. You want to go at nature? Oh my gosh. And of course she's telling us about yellow stone not thinking the national park i was thinking the tv show i was like oh my gosh are you watching it and mary was like um, no she went there i was like oh duh, of course I she mean, went to the ranch the okay, duck- i i tried like i was like <laughs> my husband i was like we got to go to bozeman i got to go to the ranch and you have to see if it's real or not 100%. it's like my favorite show so it's not uncommon that i would be talking about it so it's very very valid <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, we are so excited to get into this conversation today. And before um before we get into it, we want we always ask our our guests that come onto the podcast, what are the two things that you want our listeners to walk away with? So it can be around the conversation we're gonna have, but when they're tuning in, they're like, ah, okay, what's the hook? She's about to hook us. What are the two things? And then we'll we'll get into it from there. Love that question. And I'm gonna just I'm gonna go right for it. We're gonna go a little deep here. But so the first thing I would love for someone to walk away with today is that you are not stagnant and that growth is always possible. Just because you see yourself as one way doesn't mean it's true. The insecurities or negative thoughts or sometimes even the lies that we tell ourselves about ourselves don't have to be true and most likely they're not. If you have thoughts that put yourself down or see yourself in a certain light, like I wish I could go to that event alone, but I'm not confident enough to do that or I don't have enough knowledge on this subject to post about it or start a business on it, those thoughts that we have are not true and we can beat those. And I think we discredit a lot of what we're capable of. And I'm here to say that even if you're not where you want to be, you can totally get there. So that is lesson number one. Just going right for it. I I mean, mean, my drop on that that. one. I agree (laughs) to the nth degree. Well, and I'm excited to get into how you uncovered and discovered that yourself. Okay. Second, second thing. Yes. So and the second one, a little bit lighter note. So the other day, at, I know, go real deep there. So hey, I'll give yeah. the second one light. Um, the other day at work, we were doing an icebreaker and talking about one of the questions was like, oh, what's your life mantra? Like words you live by. And I was thinking about it for a long time, actually, like long after the icebreaker was over and something came to my mind and it's pretty random, but I'm like, now I need to share this with the world. I decided what my personal life mantra is and throwback to an old country song by George Strait. And I ain't here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. And it's very random, but I decided that's my new life mantra because life is stressful. It's busy. There's so much going on that I think we forget to have fun. And life is fun. And even what I just said, like evolving, changing, growing, that can be fun too. And we just need to have fun. Life is short. So why not enjoy it? Oh, fun is our mantra. 
It's a core value of ours. It really is. A a pillar in our company is a day is definitely not complete unless we have had at least one bout of cry laughing. Like we need to be laughing so hard about something that tears are streaming down (laughs) our face. And we don't hit the goal every day, but we certainly hit it several times a week. Um, So I'm very on board with your new life mantra. Big George Strait fan as well. I'm shocked you didn't come in and say the prophet. Carry in your love with me. (laughs) The prophet George Strait. The guy. He said it. (laughs) It's so true. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to to dive in. And before we dive in, tell us about, so you're a professor at ASU. What do you profess? (laughs) What do you teach? And how did you, how did you arrive becoming a professor? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's funny whenever I get asked about my job because I'm like, what job are you talking about? Because I feel like I have so many different jobs and different things in life. But um, at heart, I'm a marketer. I love digital marketing. I've worked in the space for years and I ended up in a position where I can teach it now. So it's really fun to uncover like the insides of a brand and how you have a campaign going on, you have an event, how can we promote it? How can we get people excited about it? All of that storytelling, which is funny. I actually went to journalism school and thought I was going to be the next Juliana Rancic. I don't know if anyone even knows who yes. that is. Yeah, she's still on MTV, isn't she? Or E News? No, e News. She was oh, like E-news. forever on E. Is she not she anymore? Was. And then she was doing Miss America. Oh, and then I don't know what happened to her. Multifaceted, but I loved <laughs> yeah. just like you, multifaceted, That's Abby. Right. Yeah. So I was going to be the next Juliana. I was going to be on E News, be a broadcaster. And at journalism school, I realized. Well, I have a story, but. Basically, I realized that the broadcast life may not be for me, which is funny now as myself, a podcaster, it's still broadcast just in a little bit different way. Um, So I loved journalism, though, and I loved storytelling. But I discovered during my time there, uh, marketing and digital marketing, that's really it's storytelling just in a little bit more of a strategic way, arguably. So still kept with that and ended up going into the digital marketing space. But that's kind of how I ended up there. And also, as I mentioned, I host a podcast too called Working Girl Talk, which is dedicated to helping women feel confident starting their career journey and navigating the workplace. It's so good. I was going to say, and not just a podcast, like a thriving podcast. People (laughs) are obsessed with it. We're obsessed with it. So outside of listening to this podcast, we will definitely tee up your podcast in the show notes so people can find you there too because my goodness you are just a wealth of knowledge and not only that i think what you represent is you i know mary said it you're multifaceted and you don't have to just be focused on your career you can be focused on your career and have hobbies and interest and and have your hand in multiple cookie jars um because that makes life exciting. And I love that um, when we asked you what job you do or how you got to it, you're like, which one? I have so many. (laughs) I have so many jobs, which really leads us to the first point. You said growth. You don't have to be stagnant. You don't have to believe the things that your mind tells you. And your mind tells you a lot of different things. You got, what, 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of them are like, hey, you're dumb. You're stupid. You're ugly. You can't do this. And you're like, wait a minute. I thought you were supposed to be my brain. That means you're on my side. And, and that's I'm trying so hard. <laughs> and that's not necessarily the case. But 
you have proved to yourself time and time again by hosting an incredible podcast, being a professor, doing all the other things that you do as in friend and wife and dog mom and all the hats you wear. Where did you decide that growth is always possible? Like personal story of yours to lend that to your mind to say, hey, I don't care what you say to me today. I'm growing. I'm not stagnant. I'm growing through this. Yes. So when you ask that, I'm almost like, which one? Because growth is, as I said, like it's always happening. And I think I'm always surprising myself. And I think if you're if you're paying paying attention to yourself growing, you're going to constantly be surprised by what you can accomplish and what you're capable of. So I'll throw back to my high school days. I was I think I was a freshman. Yes, it was my first year of high school. And I remember that they were doing applications for student government or student council. And it's so funny. I always saw myself and even still I see myself as very like shy and quiet, which is definitely not true. I've taken many personality tests that prove otherwise. But (laughs) it's funny that it's like you have this thing like, oh, like I'm too shy to do that or I, I, I don't speak up enough to do something like that. And I just remember this desire of like, I, I should apply to do that. Like, why not? I feel like that would be so fun. And I was so nervous because I realized the, the deadline had passed and the deadline was the day before. But my sister was like, you should just do it. You should go talk to the teacher over student council. You should just do it. It was the perfect dynamic because I was a fresh a freshman and my sister was a senior. So she was like cheering me on. And I still remember it took just like a few seconds of like, don't think just do. And I still remember I walked in there and asked, Hey, can I still apply for student council? Is that something I can do? And he wasn't friendly, but he was like, yeah, here's how to do it. And gave me like some paper. And it's funny. I I look back to that moment. It seems very insignificant, but it really changed a lot of trajectory for me because I built a lot of confidence doing that. I loved doing student council And it was just such like a breakthrough moment of, oh, wait, like even if I'm scared to do something, it just took that little second of courage to ask. And the answer, the answer was yes. So there's a quote. It's like, if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. And it's so true. And it's funny. There's been so many other breakthroughs and moments of that throughout my life. And I'm sure yours as well, where it's like those little moments that are like a little turning point. It's like, oh, wait, like. I can do things like I like I could do stuff that I didn't even think was possible. So I always think back to that one. One of our favorite sayings is if you don't ASK, you, you don't, don't GET. So if you don't <laughs> ask, you don't get. And regardless of what you get, whether it's a yes or a no, it it proves to yourself that you can do it. I love that you said don't think just do. And that's what happens when we stop ourselves. It's because we're overthinking. We're overthinking about what that other person's going to say about us, if we're going to be judged, if we're going to not be liked or be liked, all all of those limiting beliefs that, that stop us, literally stop us. And so when we do stop ourselves, it starts to build another narrative in our mind around you know, you're not good enough or just stay small or quiet your voice. Someone else is going to do it better than you. So you might as well just stay where you are. So it's really cool that you knew the exact moment as a freshman in high school. And this is the thing, you guys, to everyone listening, 
teenagers, tweens are so incredibly smart and capable and able. And your sister gave you exact like the ticket. She gave you the ticket of belief to say, what do you have to lose? Go and do it. And we need more people like your sister to breathe belief into the younger generation so that they can be scared, but do it anyway to prove to themselves that they're worth it. Well, and so, so many times you said it was a small moment, like barely memorable for anybody else. I'm sure the teacher who gave you the piece of paper <laughs> has no idea. Or he probably was like, thank God nobody applied. <laughs> we, we really needed her. We needed her. But on the flip side of that, there's so many moments in a kid's mine history, Jill's history included, where somebody said something to us that mm -hmm. swayed us one way or the other. Mm -hmm. These small, what other people would consider insignificant moments, right? It's like we've talked to parents and girls so many times around, what did somebody say to you to make you believe that thing about yourself? That's because it, thought, it, yeah. it tends to be a really big thought. And we've heard things all the way from like, you know, my track coach told me I had too much junk in the trunk, so I shouldn't run. And running is like their favorite thing to do today. And it's like they had this belief about themselves that they couldn't do something based on something so small that someone said. So I love painting the other picture. It's like we want to breathe belief into our girls by saying something small to them that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. So the step you took may have been small, but the results that you got from taking that step, as you pointed out, were ginormous. Mm -hmm. And you're building that perseverance muscle, not allowing the fear to get in the way. And when we can, and I will say this, I say this all the time, literally all the time, when we can attach words or create a vocabulary for our kids to understand, oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, I'm building that kind of muscle. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I'm okay. The, the word is perseverance. So it might not even, regardless of the outcome again, we always say, what did it take for you to get there? What did mm -hmm. it take for you? Because you're going to be scared again. And it might be with the job in, or uh, when you apply for college or, but if you can recall that time to say, you've built that muscle, you've done it before, you can do it again and again and again and again. Yes. And that's the thing too, is once you do like the big scary thing, it doesn't get easier and nobody knows what they're doing, <laughs> right. which I think that, that for me was pretty eye-opening to realize that like, oh, everybody's afraid. Everybody had to start from somewhere. And really you can't compare yourself to where somebody is on their journey. Cause you could be at step one when they're at step 50. One of my favorite books is shoe dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And I, I feel like I'm always talking about this book, but it really changed <laughs> my perception on what you're seeing right now is just a glimpse of somebody and they had to start somewhere too. So like in that book, he's talking about like them making shoes and waffle irons, trying to get the rubber right and everything's going wrong. And I, the whole time reading it, I'm just like, how did you keep going? Like, why did you keep going? Right. Why? Well, it's and I was going to say like us thinking about the brand Nike. I bet yeah. you, knowing your background, you were like, Nike is just this, like, it is the mecca of brands. And to know that he was pressing rubber soles and a waffle iron, you're like, what? No At one way. point in time, like, it wasn't always the, the yes. enormous company that it is today. It started somewhere. Oh. It had 
quote unquote grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> totally. totally. So within the business that you're in, teaching, professing, guiding kids, where have you seen this? Where has this popped up for you? Because what you get to do is really cool. We work with teens and tweens, right? We build their confidence, we build their self-awareness, we build their self-esteem, and essentially we launch them straight to you. So <laughs> this is a phase of their life, freshmen, sophomores. Do you work with all, all levels? So you've got freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. Juniors and seniors are probably looking for internships, job opportunities. They have no idea what a resume is because in high school it was like, I bust tables and that was it. <laughs> so my resume was very subpar at that point in my life, which it should have been. Where do you see this whole growth is always possible mindset with your students? Yeah, I think it's funny working in a semester-based uh, program uh, like college is to see at the start of a semester, which is really only a few months to see where you end up. I'm constantly reminded that, wow, you can grow so much so fast and you can learn a lot really quickly. So even just that short time period is a constant reminder for me. And something you mentioned about resumes that I, I just want to make a point on that I think sometimes we are trying to with, with Canva and Microsoft Word. And when you are trying to put together that first resume, because that template is laid out, you may be trying to stuff it and fill it with so much. But I really like that you said, like, as it should have been, because yeah. you're only where you're you're at. Right. And I, I've seen that a lot, too, when I've reviewed resumes and maybe because you're maybe feeling insecure or maybe feeling like you should be somewhere else when when it is the start of your career journey, even though you've learned so much, really highlighting what you do know and what what is a really strong knowledge or trait that you have rather than trying to fit in a box of a perfectly laid template that's three pages when really it doesn't even apply to you. I love that. Do you teach that in your classes or is it just more digital marketing, looking at it from like growing a brand or um, kind of dissecting it apart to learn concepts of it? Because I, I, I do feel like being a professor, your job obviously is to teach, but also to help guide students to what is next. So if they come to you for advice and they're like, okay, I'm ready for a job, how do you support them in those conversations? Do you or don't you? Or how does how does that work? Because even reflecting on my own college journey, I'm like, I don't even know if I ever went to a professor to have those conversations. I think I learned it through my roommates or, I, it, well, I got to do this in order to graduate. So there wasn't a cool class like that when I was in college, like digital marketing wasn't quite a thing yet. Um, so I'm just curious. We're aging yourself We're, as I know. far yes, as the yes. digital world goes. I was like, I was a communication major, <laughs> but um, digital marketing, social media was just coming on the scene. So wondering mm -hmm. if students come to you for for those type of conversations and guidance versus just you teaching the curriculum of digital marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, earlier you asked about what age they're at. And typically um, you're in your third or fourth year, you're about to graduate when you come to the lab I oversee. Um, and because it's a lab environment, you're in there for longer hours than a traditional class. And a, a big part of it, because it does simulate a real world experience, is getting you ready for a real job. So I really love 
reviewing resumes, going over cover letters with students. And, um, and there's a ton of great resources now. And I totally agree. Sometimes when you're thinking back, it's like, were there a ton of resources? Now there are actually, which is amazing. Um, which is funny. It actually stems into a little bit of why I started my podcast too, to kind of be that resource where I felt that there was sometimes a lack. Totally. There is a lack, not anymore. There's an overabundance of information, but it's really cool that you've taken your experience. Did When did you start your podcast after you started at ASU? No. So I started my podcast in 2019. Okay. Yeah, so over three years ago. And that stemmed out of working in an agency and loving the career path that I had chosen digital marketing. I love it. Still love it, obviously. But realizing that there was a few workplace things that they don't really teach you in school, that there is no Indeed blog about on, oh, if a if a client sends a mean email, how do I respond to that? I'm going to go cry. (laughs) How do I actually (laughs) respond? So it just kind of the small things that I had a really awesome group of coworkers. We were all girls and we had like this great bond of like, if a client said something kind of mean, or if we needed advice, like we had this really great little community. And I just kind of thought, what about the girls that don't have this? And there were so many things that I were learning, uh, that I was learning just navigating the workplace. And I was like, there needs to be a, a source that can provide this information that's still fun and not stuffy and that is still safe for work. So I, that it's funny. That's a random little piece of my podcast is that I always wanted it to be safe for work. So if you had that moment of your AirPods starting to play on your phone at work, that it would still be appropriate for work. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever had that, but if your yes. AirPods don't connect, it's like, like a panic. Um, so it was like, it would make sense because a lot of the podcasts that I enjoyed, um, and found great, like, Oh, inspiration. And they weren't always super appropriate, or maybe they were a little explicit. So it was designed to be kind of like a Mecca, like still fun and a good resource, but still professional and kind of balancing that line there. So that's always been a goal of the show to kind of be that landing point no matter what age you're at in your career journey, that you could still enjoy it. I love that so much because you really have gotten to marry your love of podcasting with your career because working with juniors and seniors as they're on their way to the real world, so many of us now do have a personal brand, right? So them being able to look towards you as their professor and their helper within the classroom, but also a voice of reason outside of the classroom, just as Abby, not as teacher Abby, I think is really, really cool because there are so many little nuances about building a business or a brand or getting ready to launch for whatever it is. And it's cool that there's almost a step-by-step process that you're allowing them to see as a curriculum, but also like the real world experience of that process. Because going back to Phil Knight, I'm certainly not pressing shoes into a waffle iron, but there are many a days where I'm like, how in the hell do I keep going? (laughs) How do I answer this question that I just want to quit and I know I can't? Um, And honestly, what I was going to say, I love that you brought up the personal brand is career paths are so unique and different now. Um, It's not just a one track path. And I love that you also get to show your students that you're in the work with them, Mm -hmm. that you're not some stuffy teacher 
that, you know, well, in my day, you're like, I'm in it with you because I still <laughs> love it. I'm sure you learn from your your students all the time. You have to be kind of at the cutting edge of, of what's happening in your industry. And then you get to extract those lessons and bring it onto your podcast. So it's very cool that you're also, you get to say, hey, your career path doesn't have to look like everybody else's. And even if you don't know, it's gonna be okay. Just keep going. You have a very unique path, which has led you to, to here, but if you gave your students advice or our listeners listening in, who is saying like, oh man, I kind of feel stuck right now and I'm stuck because I'm scared or there's fear attached to it, what would you, what would you advise them on? So I love right off the bat that you said your career path doesn't have to look like anyone else's. And I like I wanted to just cheer and clap because that is so yes. true. We can take a moment. This is where you like, you know, the, uh, the, the audio, add, add the audio of the, the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's so true. And that's I've interviewed tons of women who are doing amazing and unique things with their career on my podcast and, and previously when I worked in journalism for a little bit, too. Um nobody's career looks the same. So I don't know why we all think that they have to, because literally every person I've ever talked to, it's like, oh, I never imagined I would end up in this direction, or I never thought I'd be here. I started here. So really just trying everything that interests you. And there's a, I actually have some episodes on this, like how to know when to quit your job and how to know when to make that pivot, because sometimes that can be a little scary too. But there are a few things you can kind of think about as you're thinking of, do I need to change career paths? I'm feeling stuck. And really a lot of that comes to self-reflection and knowing knowing thyself. That's something that I'm constantly trying to work on is knowing myself better. And I think that maybe we could all use a little practice in that, but really knowing what's important to you in a career, in a workplace, in just your life in general, like what do you value and what do you want to prioritize? And then taking the steps to make that a reality. And it's never going to be perfect. We as humans are constantly growing and evolving as we talked about earlier that maybe what's a right fit now won't be in a few years or vice versa so really knowing yourself and what you prioritize can be a great way to think about your career because it's not going to be a perfect path and we're going to experiment oh that didn't really work out let's try something else and never being afraid to change and start a new chapter because if you're looking at the whole span of your life and what you can accomplish there's so many opportunities and changes. I think sometimes we're stuck in this mindset of, oh, okay, like I, I went to college for journalism. I have to be a newspaper reporter. I have to do this. And it really doesn't have to be like that. And every right. experience you've had prepares you for something even more so. And really all of your experiences can help you in so many different aspects. If you just open your mind up to the possibilities I don't even know if I answered your question. You I just went on a rampage. You did. You did. Yeah, you 100%. absolutely did. Two takeaways. Realistically, I need to listen to your podcast about knowing when it's time to quit. I'm not quitting girls' mentorship. I'm like, Jill, don't, don't worry. Excuse me. Um, but I, I, I mean, thank you. <laughs> we'll talk after the podcast. I'm in a position in my life where I have a full time job, and it is from something that I went to school and paid lots of money for. I got my degree from ASU and the exercise and wellness department, and I have been a trainer, a CrossFit trainer. I've managed gyms. I've done everything within exercise and wellness for the past decade. And you hit the nail on the freaking head. It doesn't have to be something I do the rest of my life. It can be a piece of the story because 
Let me tell you something. When I first started, I opened up a gym with a couple of friends and I was the main coach. So I coached eight classes a day for the first like four years, which maybe that doesn't sound like a lot to some people, but holy moly, by the end, when I was telling the same joke to my seven o'clock <laughs> class that I did at my 5 a.m. class, I was like, God, I hate myself right now. <laughs> nobody else knew, nobody else knew, but I internalized it. So when we started Girls Mentorship and we got a call, we work with a local nonprofit here in town called Not My Kid, and they disperse people into local schools to do uh, presentations and lead courses and classes and they needed somebody once and they needed somebody to give six presentations back to back to back to back the same presentation and i was like wow life really prepared me to do this without fearing doing it because i've literally done this for the past x amount of years where same structure i said the same thing i taught the same thing it was just a different class mm -hmm. well and i was gonna say you can be really happy in a job. Like for me at Lululemon, when I worked there for almost a decade, I was so incredibly happy. There wasn't a point in my job that was like, well, this sucks and you should go move on to the next. I just had that little nudge on my heart, the little whisper in my ear that was like, you're made for more. And maybe you can develop your side hustle while you continue this job and then you'll know. So I also just want to say that it doesn't have to be bad in order for you to pivot or to move on. It can feel good. It can fulfill you in so many ways, but deep down I knew my purpose wasn't to sell stretchy pants for the rest of my life. I knew it was a part of my story. So I, I love that paths that like we don't it's it's not a checklist anymore everybody's journey looks different and the only way that we can inspire and empower women and men and young girls and boys is to share our stories to say hey i know i know what it feels like to be so unhappy at a job but keep at it while you build this thing like being able to stand um, firmly by saying, I know what it feels like in your own story, in your own testimony to support somebody else is really powerful because some people, I mean, Mary and I were listening to um, a sermon the other day and it was saying like the, the greatest ideas die in the graveyard. And that really woke me up where I'm like, you're what? Yeah. What happens if the cure for cancer or what happens if that person didn't share their idea because yes, they were too bogged they down were by their too job responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. So all of that to say that I think it's really important to to be multifaceted, to have a lot of hobbies, to, to share your well, story, to storytell. And you said it. Follow your interests. We like to call them breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. Don't get stagnant in doing what you're doing because it's comfortable type thing. Like yeah. follow those nudges. Totally. So totally. if it's like, hey take this course and you're supposed to meet that person and then they offer you something else. It's like, well, does that align with my, with my path? Yeah. You know, it's like with my it, degree plan, yeah, with my degree plan. It's okay if it doesn't, because sometimes those are going to be the most rewarding opportunities. Totally. Yeah, totally. And it happens. I feel like it happens right when you're most comfortable too. It's a funny oh. way that it's like, right when it's okay, everything's going good. I'm right where I need to be. It's like, wait a second. Like, oh Boom. no, I need to do something big yeah. and scary now. Yep. I need to do this thing. You I can't know. stop thinking about yeah. it. And then you're like itching your face. It's like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> okay, gotta do this thing. So 
I I will definitely be tuning into those episodes on your podcast 100%. because I'm there. I just it is scary. It's definitely terrifying to leave something comfortable for mm -hmm. something unknown. Mm -hmm. Um the other day I said live in the leap. Like you got to live in the leap. You got to have faith in the leap. You got to you got to take the leap and you got to live there and that's exactly where I feel like I am. I love that quote. I'm a dancer, so I love leaping. So I'm going to live <laughs> in my grand chate. <laughs> live in your grand chate. Jill just fell in love with you a I little did. more. I was like, tergite. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So this life mantra of yours, this life mantra, this George Strait, <laughs> just straight sermon Gold. from George Strait. <laughs> he said, honey, you ain't here for a long time. Are you here for a good time? <laughs> um, tell us where that came from. Like, was there a lack of fun or was that just something that you heard? Or maybe you've already adopted this and you're like, no, I've been doing this this whole time. It just, Needed I put title to it. words to it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. It's so funny. I, I honestly like I need to reach out to George Strait now. Be like, like you changed my life, right? Um, <laughs> He's like, honey, that song's been around for like a million years, years. <laughs> for decades. <laughs> I know, so funny. But I think it's a little bit of both. I am naturally very high stress, high strung. I think I was born like stressed. I don't know why. Always have been really stressed and like just I don't know, freaking out about something, and honestly, sometimes making myself like sick over it and just reliving things, which I think we all have a little bit of that. And it's funny within the last few years, I have just decided that I, I mean, I'm still not perfect at it. I stress out all the time and I'm quite, I, you know, you can get in your head, but, um, like you can just have fun and not letting that hold you back from doing the things you want to do, because it really, it, it can be just a mental block of just being stressed all the time. And, really keeping that, keeping you stagnant. And as we talked about in the beginning, we're not stagnant. We are constantly growing and changing. So just kind of shifting that mindset to just enjoying things. And I've been trying to be better at it and just like enjoying the moment. I'm here for a good time. And it's, it's funny. I don't even know an exact moment. Like I, I love country. So it probably just randomly showed up on a playlist one day and I was like, George, that's some good wisdom. George, George. you are speaking my language. <laughs> my life mantra it's beautiful and i couldn't agree more with you i feel like there are i i really am blessed to be a more go with the flow type of person but when i get in those moments of stress or control where i want to control the situation and i i really have nothing to do with it besides just letting it be Having a mantra like this, whether you take Abby's or you create your own, allows you to remind yourself that you still are a good person, that that thing is not going to define you. And if we can remind ourselves of who we are and what we stand for, it makes those blows a little less a little easier to handle. Yeah, not so dramatic, you know, not to say that you, you're you not going to feel all of those things, but it just reminds you of like, okay, I, I've got to let go. I've got to let go and enjoy this moment regardless of whatever it is I'm facing. And it's a practice. You have to practice having fun. <laughs> it is, it's like a muscle. So it's really cool to hear that 
that icebreaker that you did at a work event or in school was something that you really sat with because um, it, it truly is. It's a part of what Mary and I do at Girls Mentorship is we want girls to feel fun, um, to experience the fun, like these conversations that might feel a little bit heavier, but how do we do it in a fun way of learning? But if we don't have that as an intention, we're never going to be able to reach it. So thank you for sharing that. This really was like, ah, I, I needed this moment to like practice my chill because you weren't, you weren't always like that. And it is, it's a total practice. Definitely. And I think, I, I know, I think gratitude has almost become a little bit of a buzzword too, but it, it goes hand in hand with that. If there's ever that like stressful moment or you're down on yourself, there's always going to be something to be thankful for and have gratitude for. And I think it goes with having a good time too. I mean, you can't be <laughs> upset if you're thankful for something, you have a good right. time. It goes hand in hand. You're right. Totally. I love it. I was, I was trying to think of another country song. Um, <laughs> My brain went wild there for a minute. You were talking about like moments. So I was like, Kelly Clarkson, a moment like this. <laughs> totally. Um, I was thinking, what's this then? Um, oh, he is Luke, Luke, Luke um, not Luke Holmes, Luke Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. There's a song that he's like, it's always a vibe every time, you know, like one margarita, two margarita, <laughs> you know, like you, you can't have a bad time when you listen to that song. So it's like, or when you're drinking three margaritas, <laughs> Whoa, I know hey. um, music is very healing. Clearly is, we totally. are all pulling inspiration from songs. Is this mantra of yours, is this something you do with your students now? Did it impact you that much? Is this like your opening icebreaker? Like what's, what's the mantra? for the semester guys and you can hold them accountable to that right like, you know what you're not you're being not... very george right now <laughs> okay i love that you've just run with this mantra like it's so serious this was like last week like this is new to me to have this life mantra welcome to jill and mary this is, this is we don't go we're, it's, you know, it's zero or a hundred okay with us, Abby. we're gonna we're gonna wind down this uh podcast with a funny story we can continue after this but we went to Prescott this weekend to download on like our summer camp and feedback and literally went to dinner, dropped off at the hotel room by 7.30. We were in our PJs. We brought a bottle of champagne to the hotel room. Jill's husband calls and he's like, you girls did not go to Prescott just to sit in your hotel room. Go celebrate. Like you did something amazing. Go celebrate. So of course we were 4.2 seconds from Whiskey Row. Like you could hear the bars and you know, the fun they were having and we're we like to have fun so we were like find Matt so we get out of our PJs and we go it's like 7 30 we close the bars down yeah, we and were we're, last ones. we're on yep. our way home <laughs> after this trip not from the bars but after this entire trip and we're just laughing our heads off in the car because it's like we have zero barometer it's either a zero to 100 like there's nothing there's in, no between. in between we went and we had some fun <laughs> So just like you're saying, you're like, wow, you guys, I just, you know, just thought of this last week and brought it up real quick. And you guys are really running with it. <laughs> We're like, are you going to build it in your lesson plans? <laughs> welcome. Yeah. A helpful welcome. suggestion. Maybe that's a great way to start your classes this, <laughs> this semester. Honestly, I love that. And I will just say one thing about that. One of an agency I worked at, we did, we started the day with a win of the day. So that was something either client related or just personal that happened the previous day. And that's something that I've taken into my class as well. Like usually at the end of the day, like something you're proud of today or something, because if you don't take the time to acknowledge that you might 
miss out on all the moments or the great learning you had that day or something really cool that you didn't have a chance to celebrate. So I love that you went and celebrated and (laughs) shut the place down because it's so important to do that. It is. I mean, we always say you have to celebrate everything, whether it's like an awesome phone call, whether you got an incredible grade on a test or you had a breakthrough conversation with your partner or your spouse, whatever that is. It's like you got to relish in those small moments because life life is keeps going. Man, it goes by fast and <laughs> it'll steamroll you. It will if yeah. you don't, you know, stop to say, you know what? This is worth this is worth bringing friends together or family together. Well, and look at all celebrate. of us on this call, right? We're all juggling 17 jobs. So it's like if, <laughs> if anybody needs a reminder to do these things, like have it's a good us. time, have fun. It is us because unfortunately, I still think workaholic is a huge thing in this country that people really don't know how to let loose and have mm-hmm. fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Yeah, well, Abby, this was I mean, a pleasure to speak with you. You are just a bright, shiny light. And I can only imagine that your students call you probably their favorite teacher. I would love to learn from you if I was, you know, a college kid. We're re-enrolling. <laughs> Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, here we You're come. You're like, wait, Jill and Mary are on my <laughs> roster? This is cool. Or this is a coincidence? Um, but truly, continue to to follow your own path, continue to to dabble in the, the things that interest you and, and keep sharing your story because truly it's so inspiring. I know I got a lot out of this conversation and I can't wait for our listeners to do the same. So, And everything will be in the show notes for those of you who want to stalk Abby and maybe take a class at ASU. <laughs> and Is- go listen to George Street. <laughs> yeah, you, queue up, queue up, George. <laughs> We're not sure what album it's on, but we'll include that in the show notes as well. We totally will. (laughs) Oh, thank you guys. Until the next time, we'll see you on What's the Lesson. Bye, everyone. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship. (laughs) 